Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Man, the longest vacation we've ever taken. I mean, Joe and I have been doing this show for a long time. We have never taken more than like a couple of days off. I don't even think we've taken a couple of maybe one day off or here outside the weekend. So I've been gone for a while. Almost forgot how to do the show this morning. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. I'm not even kidding. I have like a whole routine I go through in the beginning of the show. This morning, I had, a lot, I had to go through it. If you almost like a rehearsal. I've been gone for so long. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas. Uh, really happy, joyous season with your family. I hope you all had a very happy new year as well. Um, I did a little uh, partying, which I'm not a big partier. Anyone who knows me knows that. I rarely do a lot of partying. But down in Miami and Nashville, I had a busy week. I'll tell you about some of that. Also, something crazy that happened to me and a lot of real news going on. Uh, you know, the, the, the coronavirus stuff has just gone crazy. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, with the first bell of the new year. Let's go, buddy. Let's Man, go. it let's, feels good to be yeah. back. It was a profile rant. So much happened while I was gone. So a couple thank yous. Thank you for the Fox and Friends staff. Um, uh, I went up to Nashville. I was going up there with my wife. I decided to pop in and say hello on New Year's Eve at midnight. Um, I may have had a couple uh, adult grape juice uh, before, uh, grape juices, juice eye. Before I got on the air, <laughs> no. listen, I, I, they were okay. I was, listen, just don't curse on the air huh? or New Year's Eve. But we didn't go full CNN, so that was good. You know, we didn't go full CNN on the air, which was okay. Uh, but I had fun doing that. But afterwards, I was up in Nashville. Thank you to all the people who came up and said, hello, you're all fantastic. I went over and uh, partied at John Rich's bar, the Redneck Riviera on Broadway over there. John did a concert, me and my wife. I'm not a dancer. Even I was dancing, but I don't have, I have no moves at all, but man, was it a good time? We had a blast. We went and hung out in his tour bus. John Rich is awesome. I have some pictures up on my locals and some behind the scenes stuff. You want to check it out? My locals account. And uh, to the lady, I bought my wife for the first time ever. Sorry. To, I don't want to bore you with a lot of personal details, but so much happened since we've been gone. I promise I'll get to the content in a second, but a lady did something very nice for us. So for the first time, Ever, I bought my wife something really expensive for Christmas. She deserves it. I always get her nice gifts, but you know, this year was a great year for us, thanks to you. And she deserves it. She's been great to me. She runs my business and, uh, you know, she tolerates a lot, a lot of chaos. So I brought her a really nice gift, right? So uh, it was a bracelet. So we're at Miami at an awesome restaurant, Carpaccio, which is fantastic out in Bell Harbor, Miami. What a great place. And I say to my wife, I go, oh, I'm with my friend Arvin. I go, show Arvin uh, the bracelet. She goes, there's no bracelet. I'm like, I think she's kidding. I think it's a joke. Like she took it off. It fell off. It fell off. The bracelet fell off. I haven't told you guys this story, right? No. 
the price it falls off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's cost me a lot of money. I was very, I don't spend a lot of money on it. I was very, I thought, see, someone must have stolen. I don't know what happened. So I run back to the hotel room across the street. I look around, I'm figuring if it fell off because it wasn't attached, I must have fallen off in the hotel room. I come back to the table. She's not there, but the guy's wife I was with is there. And I'm like, where's Paula? She's like, she's running around the mall with Arvin looking for it. And the lady's like, tell me you found it in the hotel room. I go, no, it's not there. Now we're all freaking out like the whole vacation is going to be ruined. It's legit the first night. My wife walks into Saks in the mall. Says, hey, listen, I just uh, I, I lost a really expensive bracelet. The guy goes, you'll never believe this. A lady just turned it in. <laughs> to the lady who turned it in, you are, I don't know who you are, but the lady was so responsible about it. She knew what she had. And she she wouldn't even give it to the staff at Saks unless a security guy was present so two people saw it. So the lady who did that, you are spectacular. And it reminded me there are good people left in the world. I will pay that forward. I always return stuff I find. Um, now I, gosh, I feel like you, the world is just a great place. Thank you. Okay, sorry for the update, but I want to make sure I thank the woman who did that. So we have the bracelet. Now we're making sure like the thing is works and didn't break. Okay, moving on. You believe that? Lady turned it back in. Is that the craziest man, story? That's great. Man. I mean, she could have she could have made a fortune at a pawn shop and she didn't do it. Okay, getting to the serious stuff. A lot of stuff happened during the break. Major, major war on free speech. Go, listen, we're in a war for free speech. We're on the side of right. Liberals and the media are on the side of tyranny, totalitarianism, because that's who they are. These people are communists by nature. They hate freedom and liberty. Just take solace in this. Take solace, take a bow, tip of the hat. I had a cowboy hat on on New Year's Eve. That was not mine, by the way, for those of you who asked. Someone just put it on the stage and I put it, I was like, like, Dan, you got to get a new cowboy hat. Wasn't my hat. It was someone else's. I just put it on on New Year's Eve because I had a few Vino Tintos. But take that hat, tip the hat. You are on the right side of freedom and liberty. You. The media and the left are on the wrong side. They're embarrassed. They're humiliated. They wake up every morning disgusted with themselves because they're such life losers and zeros. They know they're tyrants. Here's what happened this week. A Newsbusters covered, Newsbusters covered it. Autumn Johnson. Twitter. Twitter, the disgusting communist filth. The Twitter has now permanently suspended Representative Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's account for, quote, COVID disinformation, which is hilarious because Twitter is a hotbed of leftist COVID information, which I'll prove to you in just a second. And yet nobody, Anthony Fauci should be banned uh, any appearance by Fauci from uh, Twitter, of course, for misinformation, but they won't do that. And of course, we don't support uh, bans or social media on social media at all. Uh, but if, if they were following their own rules, that's what they would do. Folks, on a very serious note, we are in a war right now for free speech. Um, and it's time everybody understood the the battle uh, the, the the terrain features of the battlefield here uh, it's it's tough for me to talk about because you know I, I put my money where my mouth is and i have a number of financial interests in the parallel economy i do it for a reason the parallel economy the free speech economy has to grow it needs money i'm willing to put up rather than shut up i'm involved with rumble locals parlor um True Social, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I don't have a role in True Social, Trump's platform, but I'm asking you as a favor, please, in this war on free speech, and I get it, I understand that some of you just don't want to, or maybe you don't have the time, please, go set up a Locals account, go set up a Rumble account, you don't have to, or just follow my account, you don't have to set up an account on Rumble at all, watch the videos there, go set up a Parlor account, 
when True Social launches. Go set up an account on True Social. Please, folks, it is hugely important. We are in a war for free speech right now, and none of this is going to change. I'm not telling you you have to abandon these other platforms. I think there is value for people to stay there on these leftist platforms while they still can and fight back and own the libs over there too. There is value in that. I'm not telling you to give up your YouTube or anything else. I'm simply telling you this. Please go over to Rumble, Locals, Parlor, Truth, and post over there too. That way when they ban you, which is inevitable because they're communists, you have the backup already ready to roll. If you started three, four months down the road, that's three, four months down the road of followers you already missed. Parlor, Rumble, Locals, Truth, please go on today. It is super important. These people are doubling down on their tyranny. Now, remember, they banned Marjorie Taylor Greene for supposed COVID misinformation, saying she had five strikes. Now, this is odd. Because things we've been saying on Twitter, that the commies at Twitter have banned us, have, uh, have, have, have stopped our, uh, the promotion of ads on our accounts for, have issued strikes against our accounts, things they banned us and issued strikes for, they are now admitting are true. You doubt me? Cue up cut one, our first cut of the new year, 2022. Here is Dr. Liana Wen, CNN person, also former Planned Parenthood head. Um, she is a crazy person. She says a bunch of nutty things on CNN and they love her. Liana Wen is now, she had this odd moment where she decided to finally tell the truth that these cloth masks don't do almost, don't do, do almost nothing. They may stop a big droplet, but almost nothing at all to stop aerosolized COVID. Here's lefty Dr. Leanna Wen on CNN saying what we said. How long, guys? We've been saying this, what, uh, two years now, yeah. Joe? Two years about how the masks aren't doing anything? The money ball rule, right? right? If masks work, why aren't they working? If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? Here's Leanna Wen stating the obvious, but notice Twitter's not claiming this is misinformation. Here, check this out. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either because we're dealing with something that's airborne. Misinformation. Misinformation. Gee, we need a little uh, stinger thing. Misinformation alert with like a bell and a ring or something. That's misinformation. Because that's, yeah. we, uh, we, we said that. We've only been saying that. For two years now, we've been asking you for the money ball rule, right? Money ball, if he's a good hitter, why didn't he hit good, right? If masks work, why are masks working? We've only been asking that for two years. Now we've been attacked. Attack fact checkers, yep. Twitter bans, yep. strikes on accounts. How dare you say masks don't work? Maybe because they don't work? Now all of a sudden, a lady goes on CNN and says the obvious and notice. Notice, the verdict is in. There's no misinformation alarm at all. All right. The first gavel of the new year, too. A lot of firsts this year. We've kind of been saying that forever, huh? That the cloth masks aren't really doing anything. But now that they realize that sticking by the cloth mask thing is going to go downhill fast as you get yet another variant, Omicron, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we kind of look like idiots here. Yeah, you do. You do. Twitter banning them? Twitter Twitter banning banning Leona Wynn? No, ban, banning Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump. Here's another one. 
This goes under the file of, is Twitter going to ban these people? Because these are the things conservatives were saying uh, a year ago that we were banned for. And now they're saying them. Here's Fauci coming up next. Now they're saying them, and all of a sudden, it's A-OK. Here's Fauci saying, again, what Joe, B, and Guy were saying a while ago here on the show, that just because you were in the hospital with COVID does not mean you were in the hospital because of COVID. If you're in the hospital for a broken nose and you test positive for COVID, you are not in the hospital for COVID. You were in the hospital with COVID. Here's Dr. Fauci now finally admitting that. Check this out. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. <laughs> this information. <laughs> How long have we been saying that, Joe? For two years now, we've been telling you that the hospital numbers are inflated with COVID. Because when you show up in the hospital, many people are hospitalized because of COVID, just to be clear. Right. But many in the hospital with COVID are not, are there, especially kids, and test positive. They're there for other reasons. If you add them into the COVID count, that's like me going to the hospital for abdominal surgery and I complain while I'm in the hospital to Paula. Oh my gosh, I got an ingrown toenail. And the nurse hears and goes, oh, ingrown toenail. He's here because of an ingrown toenail. No, uh, ma'am, I'm here because I have a uh, intestinal blockage that's going to kill me in, a, in an hour if I don't have surgery. I'm not here for the ingrown toenail. We we said this for two years. We People were at strikes on their account for saying misinformation, misinformation. Here's another one, something we've been saying for a couple of years. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're carrying around extra weight, you can be at risk for COVID. Misinformation until CNN said it. Notice the date, January 3rd, 2022. Headline, can weight loss help protect against COVID-19? Again, we're the conspiracy theorists. We've only been telling you for two years that cloth masks don't do anything. They will not stop aerosolized COVID. We've been telling you the hospitalization numbers, especially with kids, are not accurate. And we've also been telling you that there are comorbidities here and that we should be talking about obesity. That it is a comorbidity for COVID. Now, all of a sudden, the left says it, and it's serious information, not misinformation anymore. Showing you that these people on the left are nothing but communists. That's all they are. Twitter does not want a back and forth debate. They want to support the Democrat Party and the left. And that is it. This has nothing to do with principles or science or anything. These people suck. Please get away from these platforms and start developing an alternative presence on other platforms. I cannot say this in strong enough terms. It is only a matter of time before Twitter is a haven of creepy leftist nutbags, Antifa people, and BLM communists. That's all they want on there. 
he's like, is there? No, I mean, there are still some conservatives uh, on there. I mean, my team uses it. So, you know, and I, I, as you can see, I still use it for show prep because it's fascinating to see what liberal nuts are saying on there. I'll get to AOC in a second. You'll see that he thinks we all want to date her. <laughs> That's a way to hold it. Oh, where's my penalty flag? What happened in a penalty flag? Where did it go? Oh, here. Big Holding 27.5 yards. Yeah. Yeah, you got the whistle. There you go. I mean, that's a new that's a new addition to the show. Here, more on the more on the misinformation front. Here is Fauci, who will not be banned from Twitter or any Fauci clips from Twitter, like Dr. Malone was banned, even though Fauci constantly takes both sides of both positions. Remember Fauci? They'll wear masks, they don't work. Fauci in a moment. Yeah, masks definitely work. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. Here's Fauci again t- saying two completely contradictory things about going to a restaurant vaxxed and boosted. He takes both sides in the same clip. Check this out. How should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into a restaurant, eat safely indoors right now? You know, when you're having such a, I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted, who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do things like that, better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. (laughs) Even Key's laughing about this one. Is this not the most amazing Fauci clip? He contradicts himself in 25 seconds of audio. Hey, uh, vaccinated and boosted. Yes, they are getting sick. So make sure if you go out, you're vaccinated and boosted. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's really great advice, Doc. What would we do without Dr. Fauci? What would we do without this guy in the same clip? Hey, uh, is it safe to go out? Of here? Uh, no, those people are getting sick too, but go on out. Don't worry about it. What is with that? How is this guy not dealing here? Here, you want to see misinformation right here? So now everybody knows masks aren't doing anything. Even leftists like Leanna Wen are starting to admit it because they realize they died on the wrong hill with the mask thing, right? As people start to object to it. Doesn't matter to Fauci. Here's Fauci again on masks. Again, if, remember my money ball theory. If masks work, why aren't they working? Here's Fauci, who instead of saying, listen, it's just not doing what we thought it was going to do. Maybe if people went around with those super uncomfortable, with totally impractical N95 fitted respirators, it would start making a difference, which no one's going to do. Totally impractical. No one should be forced to do either. They can't. He can't say that. This guy cannot give up on the fact that he proposed, proposed a bunch of voodoo fake science forever. So here he is again, just recently, sticking by the mask mandate. Again, check this out. Are cotton and surgical masks effective at preventing the spread of Omicron? Yeah. When the CDC says they are effective, in fact, they are. <laughs> it's, it's just insane. I mean, ooh, this is like cuckoo time. It's so effective, Joe. We're on outbreak number 742 of Corona. We've done the same thing over and over again. Yeah, mass, they're so effective. Then how come they're not effective? Oh, but the CDC said it. This is it. And leftists continue to worship this guy. He's their golden ha- golden calf. They chant. Jim, who listens to the radio. Jim, you got to cue up the chant again. We need the Monty Python chant. That's it. They, they love this guy. They genuflect before him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. No, when public Mark my words. What's the time? 926, Monday, January 3rd. Watch. You what geek tape this. When public opinion starts to turn even worse against masks, it's happening now. You, I guarantee you, guarantee you, Fauci will change his mind on masks too. This is Fauci. Fauci, here's Fauci science. Licks his finger. Which way the wind? Oh, that way? That's Fauci science. Flag it. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. And then I got these an AOC up there. I know, I know. Everybody hates AOC stories. Me too. But this one's hilarious because it's just the real epidemic on the left, which is stupidity. AOC. Just stay out of my state. Stay out of my, please. Just go back to New York and ruin New York. It's, you've done that. Well, don't ruin New York. I'm from there too, but you are ruining New York. And sadly, people voted for you to do it, which is crazy. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right. Speaking of crazy people on the left, these people are total frauds. We know this. Here is a quick six-second video of AOC. IOC who claims to um, hate Florida's conservative wing, uh, attacks Ron DeSantis in Florida, attacks conservatives at every opportunity. Weird how she loves to come down here and hang out with all us conservatives um, down here in Florida, considering she hates the state so much. Well, South Florida is a little more liberal, so she decided she was going to go hang down in Florida. Here is a maskless AOC in a pretty packed bar down in South Florida, just hanging out, doing her thing while she says she can't stand Florida. All the people down there. Here, check this out. Now, just to be clear, I don't care that AOC doesn't wear a mask. Matter of fact, AOC knows, like everyone else, that the mask will do nothing to stop the transmission of coronavirus. That's why she's not wearing one and wasting her time. Um, However, I do care that she attacks our state and conservatives who uh, pretty much run the state down here relentlessly, even though we've got a great place going down here. I'm going to ask you a favor to AOC. Listen, uh, you don't like us. We don't like you. Just stay out. I can't tell you what to do. I'm not a tyrant like you and the communists at Twitter um, and uh, the, the left wing media and Joy Reid and all that. I'm not a communist. I can't tell you what to do. If I see you in the street down here, am I going to say anything to you? I'm not a violent maniac like you, the people in Antifa and BLM you love. Um, I'm not even going to give you side eye because I just don't care enough about you to do that. But I'm asking you for a favor. If you think we're all, you know, racist and homophobes and transophobes and backwards redneck hayseed idiots, whatever insults you absurdly throw at us, then just stay out. Just stay out. Just go away. As I said on Fox and Friends this morning, the Motley Crue song, girl, don't go away, mad. Just go away. Just get out of this state. Why do you have to come down here? We don't want you here. You, you say you don't want to be here. Why? Why do you come down here to hang with us? Why do you do that? Now, I'm forced to go up to New York because Fox has a studio up there once in a while. 
And I still have some family up there. So once in a while, I'll pop up there to say hello to family. But I promise you, for vacations, we don't go to New York for vacations. We go up there when we have to and we want to see family. What are you doing down here? Just stay away. Just beat it. You know, I do. Like I said, I got family in New York. I'm trying to get them to move down. I still got some friends I pop up there to see. But if it was up to me, I'd get them all out of there. I got a trip coming up to New York in a couple of weeks. I, have, I got family up there. I got a little birthday I got to attend, right? But please just stay out of this state. Why do you come down here? We don't want you. We don't want to be around you. We don't want to be like you. Why do you want to be like us? So here was AOC's disgusting response. She took a picture with her boyfriend and his nasty looking dogs or whatever. And uh, Steve Cortez commented on it, who's a Republican commentator. So AOC's response on Twitter was, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. You creepy weirdos. What? You just to be clear, you were suggesting Republicans wanted wanted want to date you. That's that's a good one. That's a good. You, who's the creepy weirdos now? Where are the creepy weirdos? You, if every opportunity you get, you dunce, you crap all over conservatives and conservative states, and yet you will do anything you can to come down here and hang out with us, with your, with your man, come down here and hang down with us and fight. we're the creepy weirdos. And then you get caught, busted, no mask, hanging with us in conservative states that have had some success against coronavirus. We call you out for your obvious hypocrisy and we're the creepy weirdos who want to date you. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Ooh. I got Paula. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. I got Kit. All right, moving on. Speaking of which, <laughs> the Democrats have doubled down on Ron DeSantis hysteria. Ron DeSantis, major, major controversy about Ron DeSantis during the break, folks. Ron DeSantis, Joe, do you know this? He was missing. Missing in action for no. two weeks. Democrats were offended. Yeah, they thought he was uh, taking a a note uh, a, a page in the notebook from Gavin Newsom, who, uh, Gee, you remember California? Newsom disappeared for 10 days. Uh, that wasn't a big scandal, however, for the left. No, 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 they didn't really care. So they thought Ron DeSantis was emulating the Gavin Newsom policy of disappearing or doing the Joe Biden policy of just disappearing forever. Yeah, they don't care AOC's here. No, the big scandal was... Ron DeSantis was missing, for two, which he wasn't. He actually had a pretty busy schedule at the governor's mansion. Here's an article from The Blaze. Dems accused Ron DeSantis of going on vacation amid the COVID surge. He was actually accompanying his wife to cancer treatment. It's the left for you, folks. These are the principal people on the left. Listen, I haven't gone through this crap. This isn't pretty. The chemo stuff isn't pretty, okay? It's really horrible, as uh, my staff here knows. You go through it for about, I got my treatments on Thursday and I didn't feel, you know, good until like Monday or so. I did the shows, but if you go back and watch those shows, you'll see I wouldn't feel in that chipper. Ron DeSantis's wife, Casey, has cancer. She's going through treatments right now. It's probably a good idea. Him being, a, him being her spouse, obviously, to... um. Spend some time with your family. And I'm kind of disgusted by the stories. You can tell by my switch in tone. Guy's wife's got cancer, man. 
You're talking about him missing an action despite his relatively crowded public schedule with meetings. Just disgusting. Here was the other big scandal by the ridiculous Patriot Take scandal, who gets me more followers on Parlor than anyone. They screenshot my Parlor and put it on Twitter, which makes people go over to Parlor and follow my account, Parlor. So thank you, Patriot Take, whoever you are. Patriot Takes is a lefty account that is the king of cell phones. Whoever this guy or woman is, this is nobody does a better cell phone than Patriot Takes. Here's Patriot Takes his big criticism this week of Ron DeSantis, Joe, major scandal. Ron DeSantis' family is wearing the exact same clothes. Get a load of this, Joe, in their Christmas and New Year's Eve Instagram post. Oh, oh, string them up by the toes. The to- Get them by the toes. Hang them upside down. Get them all. Lock them up in the Biden cages. <laughs> Apparently, Patriot Takes has never heard of a photo shoot. Ron DeSantis is a conservative, so he's probably efficient. and said, hey, we'll do a photo shoot, take some different pictures, and we'll just post some different photos. For the uh, Instagram and Christmas Eve. That's the big scandal. Ron DeSantis' family wearing the same clothes as if they never changed. They probably did a photo shoot. Patriot Takes has probably never heard of that because they are the king of cell phones, this dude. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the FBI. Good point, Joe. FBI, FBI, if you're listening, this is it. I mean, you're, you're busy with, you know, anyone who showed up on the mall on January 6th. You might as well investigate this, too. This sounds like a crime. Let's look up in the federal code. What is it? 18 USC, what? No, 2042 or something like that? Wearing the same clothes in a photo shoot? You should get on that stat. Very good uh, Very good opportunity to get your, uh, get your investigative bona fides out there. Investigate that Ron DeSantis scandal. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Let me get to my third spot. Uh, we get two more. And then I want to get to the hello, Captain Obvious story of the day. Again, something I've told you on the show from an economic angle that has been obviously tautological the entire time. If you pay people not to work, they don't work. Now, all of a sudden, we have research saying, hello, Captain Obvious, pay people not to work. They're not going to go to work. I got that. Also, what does tyranny look like? I'll show you in three stories. Coming up next, quick here. Okay, this is quick. This is the hello, Captain Obvious story du jour. So we had warned you that paying people not to work, stunner fellas, you pay people not to work, what are they going to do? They're not going to work. Lefties were like, I heard Austin Goolsby on Fox, no, you pay people not to work. That's not doing it. That's not stopping people from re-entering the workforce. Really? Because now, as if we needed a study to tell us the obvious. So we're paying people not to work, and the number of people out of the workforce is at historic highs. Liberals are like, "I I don't get the connection. Joe, they're sitting here like, we're paying people not to work and labor force participation is historically low. They're like, gosh, what could be doing? This is how dumb these imbeciles we live with that call themselves liberals are. What was what could possibly be doing it? Is it a solar flare? Is it an invasion from Klingons? What could possibly be doing it? I don't know. I have no idea. So I had said to you, you know, having studied psychology and economics and finance in my MBA. Don't ever mention your educational credentials. It's a joke, but it's true. I said, it's probably an incentive to not work if you're paying people not to work. And leftists were like, conspiracy theory. Okay, Wall Street Journal, uh, pandemic jobless benefits and work. A new study shows the enhanced unemployment payments reduced employment. (laughs) I mean, Imagine waking up every morning as a liberal. Imagine that being like, why am I such a moron? Why am I so dumb? I don't know. Why are you so dumb? Is it genetic? Nature, nurture, diathesis, stress? I don't know. 
I don't know why you're so stupid. Here, so they did a study using data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So it's government data. Liberals love government, right? And they did them using their monthly household survey. They estimated in this National Bureau of Economic Research study that early termination of these two unemployment programs was associated with a 14 percentage point increase in the flow from unemployment to employment in July and August among 25 to 54-year-olds using February to June as a control period. Stutter, stutter, fellas. When you stop paying people to not work, wait for it, Joe. They go back to work. (laughs) Right? Which I can't believe. I can't believe it. And the government data says that? This is stunning. I'm, uh, Elizabeth, you know, give me the nitro pills. I can't. Be, again, if you're a leftist, these Austin Goolsby economic types who go on TV and, uh, and they embarrass themselves, they say, this is a shocker to them. This is stunning. Yet we're the conspiracy theorists and nuts, right? It's us. That's the hello, Captain Obvious story of the day. When you stop paying people, and you discontinue these unemployment programs, people go back to work. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just snorted. I just. So on a serious note, I don't want to overwhelm you with coronavirus stories, but it's not the coronavirus story is never just about coronavirus. It's about misinformation. It's about big tech tyranny. It's about the slow evaporation of your civil liberties. It's about exposing the left for who they are. They're never just about coronavirus. So what does tyranny really look like? Slow creeping tyranny. Because tyranny rarely rarely happens overnight. You got to loosen up the population first. Give them body blows to freedom, right? Get them to believe that freedom really isn't their thing, that the government has the answers. If they turn over in a zero-sum fight for freedom and liberty, their freedom and liberty to government, that government's going to take care of them, even at the expense of their liberty. And they want to make that trade sometimes. But it takes time to get them to do that. No one voluntarily walks into a prison. No one, unless you're scared. Here's what creeping tyranny looks like. Story in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, read it. Privacy threat? A doctor says the Minnesota Medical Board is seeking the records of the patients he gave ivermectin. This doctor, Scott Jensen, thinks he's being politically targeted for doing this crazy thing, Joe, called practicing medicine. Because he prescribed a regime unapproved medication, ivermectin. So now the Minnesota Medical Board is looking for his records. What what else does tyranny look like? Not just attacking your political opponents because you don't like their politics. Because the ivermectin fight is not a science fight. It's a political fight. In order to turn a country into an Orwellian nightmare, you have to change the language. Sometimes almost overnight. Well, Merriam-Webster did just that. Merriam-Webster has now changed the definition, as we covered before, of an anti-vaxxer, a noun, they say, to a person who opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccines. So just to be clear, Merriam-Webster, the useful idiots in this new totalitarian totalitarian bent on the left, Merriam-Webster is now suggesting that even if you support vaccines and the use of vaccines, if you support them, but you say, you know what? I don't think forcing people to do it's a good idea. You are an anti-vaxxer. Now, I've discussed this a lot, the changing of the language and why they do it like that. They don't even tell you. They do it like that for a reason. Told the story a thousand times. I was on the radio one morning, filling in WMAL. I find out that, and I forget which word it was, gay or homosexual. They had said that one of those words 
is now considered homophobic. And I was, I, I, it, I remember this was like five, six, seven years ago. No, oh, maybe longer than that. And I'm on the morning show. I'm like, they just changed that overnight? And they've just, why do they do that? They do that to stigmatize you and go, look, that guy's a homophobe just for speaking like people spoke at the time. That's what they're doing here with anti-vaxxer too. Want to know what tyranny looks like? New York Post. New York City will now consider race when distributing life-saving COVID treatments. What? The city will, quote, consider race and ethnicity when assessing individual risk, reads this agency's guidance, which adds that longstanding systemic health and social inequities can contribute to an increased risk of dying from COVID-19. Want to get COVID treatment in New York? You better be the right race. Want to know what tyranny looks like? That's what it looks like right there. Changing the language, sticking people in political boxes, attacking your political opponents under the guise of science. That's what creeping tyranny looks like right here. We'll be on the creeping stage, folks. We're waltzing right into the tyranny ball right now. Scary stuff. All right. So on this note, so while I was gone, there was a uh, profile, you may have heard of it, written about me in the uh, New Yorker by a guy named Evan Osnard or something like that. Yeah, Evan's a rather silly individual. He's intellectually not that bright. I spoke to him on the phone. He's quite stupid. I had an enjoy, enjoyable time dismantling him <laughs> on the phone. But I noticed one thing when I interviewed You may say, too, why'd you interview with this guy? Well, the same reason I told him, and he quoted me in the piece, uh, because he's a, he's a dipwad, and I knew he was going to write a hit piece, which I was accurate about. So I figured I might as well take a couple shots at him in his own piece um, which I did, uh, and knowing that my platform is far larger than his anyway. So I did speak to this guy. And it was kind of enjoyable listening to this moron. Um, he's not particularly bright. His parents must be horrified to have spawned such a zero. Uh, by AOC standards, Joe, maybe he wants to date me with the hit piece. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's kind of a, maybe a little weird. I don't know. So Evan Osner wrote this piece. I, I got a couple uh, emails about it. People were kind of laughing about it. So we're doing a profile on Evan Osner too. Uh, coming up, which is going to be fascinating. He's a pee-pee hoaxer. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, he's a collusion uh, collusion truther, collusion hoaxer. He's Biden's biographer. So his, uh, as I said in the piece, his lips are surgically attached to the ass of Joe Biden. He's also a CNN contributor. You know, the uh, Jeffrey Tubin, Chris Cuomo, uh, 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 who is it? Uh, the producer at CNN too, the, the guy accused of like, sexually assaulting or, or sexually propositioning young girls and stuff. So he's a CNN contributor, um, a Biden ass kisser. And he's talking about misinformation and the media ecosystem. <laughs> Cash them checks, Osnard. So in the piece, the only reason I bring it up is because Osnard's, Osnard's a fraud. And we'll be writing a profile on Osnard. It's going to be uh, pretty fantastic. We'll have a nice... Uh, caricature of Osnard too we're uh, going to be drawing up to Osnard who's a pee pee hoaxer but he did something really disgusting and it's kind of a even for I've had this hit piece written on me a thousand times by the way the hit pieces you know despite the fact on this show that we've repeatedly uh, over and over Jones serious you've been with me the longest yeah. so there's a serious question I'm, how many times on this show have we said to people that violence as an end game is not not the answer because there's no turning back. That's once you breach right. that red line, there's no, 
How many times do you think we've said that? A thousand, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe more. I mean, many. Yeah, that, that, we've only that been often. saying it since 2015. It's so much so that, you know, if we'd said it once or twice, we'd remember. Um, we don't even remember because we've said it so often, right? Right. Because it's true. Once the red lines breach, there's no turning back. Once the bloodshed and killing starts, you don't go back and say, well, you're writing bad Twitter pieces. That's not the way that works. We've only said that again a thousand times. It doesn't really matter. You know, I've confronted that. I had that huge fight with the BLM guy on my show, Unfiltered, who was actually calling for violence, where we called him out. None of that matters to the left. See, the left, what they do is people like Evan Osnar, they love violence. The Antifa BLM violence, because it's a tool for them to enforce conformity. Yep. So the way they distract people from their love affair with violence and Antifa and BLM and the left and Biden and their fascination with violence and what they think they can achieve by doing it is they do this epic gaslight where they just do what they take what they're doing and they blame it on you. So in one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in an article, even for a piece of filth like Evan Osnard, whose parents must be horrified to have spawned this loser. Just look at him. He tries to blame me for the death of Ashley Babbitt, which I, I've got to tell you, even for a piece of filth like this worthless life loser, just take a look at this guy. He's a peepee hoaxer. I mean, he's a moron. Is really disgusting. And his logic is that Ashley Babbitt had retweeted some of my tweets. Oh, journalist. He's a journalist. Now, if that's your principle, right? Because you think he has, but he doesn't. The guy's a, a dip like you've never seen in your life. Believe me, I talked to him. This is a really genuinely dumb person. You should have heard him on the phone. Stumbling, mumbling like an idiot. When I called him out on the mask science, he had no idea what he was talking about. The vaccine said the guy is genuinely dumb. It's not an act. His logic and principle here is that I am somehow implied I was responsible for the death of Ashley Babbitt because she retweeted me. But that's fascinating because the guy who shot up the ball field, who was a Bernie Sanders reporter and nearly killed Steve Scalise, he was a big Bernie Sanders guy. He was doing a lot more than retweeting. Bernie Sanders responsible for that? Hmm. What about the Waukesha guy who ran down the people at the parade who was promoting a lot of BLM stuff? Is BLM responsible for their deaths? We're going to ask Evan Osnard that in the profile we're doing on him. Um, he won't answer because he doesn't have the balls. Um, he's just a chump. But why now? I got the question. Why is the media now made you the new boogeyman? The new boogeyman are me, Tucker Carlson, and Greg Gutfeld right now. We are the new boogeyman because we're starting to show these people that you don't need the left at all to speak truth to power. The left wants you to go through them as gatekeepers. When Rumble went public and the parallel economy I've been building started to explode, I've got news on that, by the way, coming very shortly on my next project. I became their target because Evan Osnard is upset that he's nothing but an afterthought who will never be remembered other than for a dopey name like having Evan Osnard as a name. He's upset about that, but I don't have to go through him. Here's Evan Osnard in the New Yorker promoting the peepee hoax. New Yorker, Trump, Putin, and the new Cold War. What lay behind Russia's interference in the 2016 election and what lies ahead? February 24, 2017, Evan Osnard. He's a peepee hoax. He's embarrassed. I exposed him. 
and they're horrified that I'm building an entirely new free speech parallel economy and that they were the conspiracy theorists and the promoters of violence the entire time. So when an extinction burst of behavior, they try to take it out on me. I'm their new boogeyman. Get ready. 2022 is going to be fascinating. All right, moving on. Spent a little more time on that than I planned on. But I got a few questions on it. Like, Dan, why now? Why are these people so fascinated with you now? Okay. Um, this story is disturbing. And it goes back to what I've been warning you about as parents for a long time now. Ladies and gentlemen, um, just like I told you in the beginning of the show, talk is cheap. Action matters. Please go out and start accounts right now on alternative platforms away from these social media nuts. Whether you stay with those social media nuts or not, that's not my business. Please start. The, I'm asking you today. If you can, if you are capable, if you can get a scholarship, if you don't need a scholarship, get your kids out of public schools today. These big city public schools are a clear and present danger to your kids' mental health. These people are nuts. Corey DeAngelis, who's been following this issue for a while. Jim, can we get him on the show uh, this week? I know you're listening at the radio station. Let's get Corey on, too. New. Chicago's teachers union scheduled a full vote Tuesday. This is last Tuesday to ask members if they support refusing to work in person starting this Wednesday, 80% of their members on the call said they didn't want to work in person under the current uh, conditions talking about the coronavirus folks, get your kids away from these people. I love teachers. I grew up with fantastic teachers that changed my life to everyone who takes up the profession, takes it seriously and has changed the kid's life. You have my eternal heartfelt gratitude. I mean it. I'm only here today where I am in this position, in this audience, because of you. You did that. You taught me to be me, and I appreciate it. To the unions and the public school teachers who don't want to work, get your kids away from these people immediately. Immediately. They have zero interest in you, your kids, your kids' education. None of it. None of it. This should be a warning. They want to shut the schools down again? Knowing the damage to kids' mental health, their long-term prosperity, you know this and you continue to do it, which says what? You must hate the kids. You must care so little. What do you think about this? I'm just asking you to be logical. If I told you, because most people really like kids spending time around kids. Most, some people don't. I, I love kids, okay? If I had said to you, you get a group of kids, say it's in a CCD class or Sunday in church, they put the kids separate and they do a little class. If I said, if you say this here, you're going to scare and hurt the kids, cause them a mental health problem and really hurt their educational thing. If you read this one, would you read it? You'd be like, no, I'm not going to read that. For you to read that after you knew it was going to damage the kids in the room, you'd have to be a really sick person, right? These teachers unions know. Now that the school closers damaged the kids' mental health and destroyed their educational future, and they're doing it anyway, which says you must hate the kids. Is any of this not? Am I, am I reaching? No, I'm not. All right, last story of the day. So on the Evan Osnard piece and all this other stuff. Remember, these people are projecting the left, and don't ever forget it. Their influence is peanuts. Their article went nowhere. Their article's only, you know, gonna, this is the most they're ever going to get. They got one mention on MSNBC. That's the whole thing. You know, I'm the topic du jour of the left all the time. So they're embarrassed, the left, that they can't get their narrative out there. So what they do is they try to gaslight and blame us for what they do. So remember, 
The elections are rigged narrative is a leftist narrative. Okay, that's the left's narrative. See, they're embarrassed that they had questioned elections forever. So now that we legitimately question 2020, the Hunter Biden story being suppressed, Pennsylvania's uh, unconstitutional change in election law, now that we make legitimate claims, verifiable, uh, true claims about the 2020 election, they're like, oh, look at those election rigged hoaxers over there. No, no, that's them again. That's them. You see what they do? When they wake up in the morning, are embarrassed by what they do. Russian collusion, 2016 election, like the PP hoax or Osnard, right? This is what they do. They then blame you. Here, I want to show you this video. This is from Newsmax, about a minute plus. Who are really the people objecting to free and fair elections? Who are really the people claiming elections are rigged? Who are, who's doing that? Looks to be more like the left to me now that the... January 6th thing is coming up. We're going to hear a lot about Republicans questioning elections, with their, which they're perfectly within their right to do and have a reason to after the Hunter Biden Pennsylvania fiasco. Democrats want to, want to retcon history and pretend that they never questioned elections. You didn't? Here's a Newsmax video of a bunch of Democrats on the House floor right after the 2016 election doing exactly that, challenging the election. Here, check this out. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not should not be legally certified. No debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no, no were not. No debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. The Counting debate is not in order. Ballot. Even with the there is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is no debate. There is no debate in the joint session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the mass please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask: Is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. There is no debate. There it is, folks. The real election hoaxers: the Democrats. Always video evidence right there in front of your face, right there in front of your face. Don't be cowed. Don't be afraid. Speak the truth. Ignore the left. They're in an extinction burst because they have no ability to control the narrative anymore. But we do. We're building an entirely free parallel economy, free from their totalitarian communist impulses. They put a dollar in the Coke machine. They didn't get a Coke out. So they're kicking the machine like children in tantrums. That's why I frighten them. That's why you frighten them. Now's the time to double down, full speed ahead. Always speak the truth. The truth will always win out in the end. And even if it doesn't, when you get to the second creation, you can walk in front of the creator and say you were on the side of truth, not the side of these maniacs on the left. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the new year. It's going to be a great new year of content. We've got some big surprises coming up ahead. It's really an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for your support last year, and I'm sure in this coming year as well, we deeply appreciate it. See you all on the radio later. I'm right back here tomorrow. Take care. You just heard Dan Bongino.